The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Friday. Steve Simple, oh Jake Sorensen, early break. It's been a wild show so far. Yeah. Check out the podcast at theticketfm.com. <laughs> Corey, Corey came with some yes. a critique. Well, we were discussing Song of the Day and the you know the future of it. We're going to keep doing it. Gus just challenged me to do better at it, I suppose. Be a little bit more... Yeah, play something that's not for middle-aged dudes. Yeah. You know? Uh, Corey and Lincoln, <laughs> we, we... Can't we say that? I mean, come on. We tried to say we were experts in music, and Corey said this. um, I would never refer to you guys as aficionados. Your knowledge is very very narrow and basic. Classic rock radio hits and 70s wedding music, very similar to my mom. All right. Well. Thank you, Corey. Take that. You can always count on Corey to keep it honest with us. Keep it real. Very real. Keep us accountable. What do you say about our knowledge? It's very narrow. Our, our, our scope your, is narrow. Your knowledge is very narrow and basic in terms of music. In terms of everything, probably. Well, you and I have not listened to much music beyond 2004. No, we haven't. And that, I, that is apt. And that and is, I am 31 years old. <laughs> <laughs> the last 18 years, from 13 to 31, I just have really not listened to much of it. Yeah, that is the absolute... That's an. That's a very... Accurate assessment. Neither of us listen to music that has been produced after, I'd say, you might even go a few years pre- prior to 04. Yeah. We will have Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports on next segment. He requested, he said, I've, I've been watching Nebraska. He watched the spring game. He went back to last season, watched some things. He's got some thoughts on the Huskers for 2022 and also the Big Ten. So we will chat with him next segment for the first time in a few months. But before that, Sip, I was thinking less yesterday, and I'm glad that Travis Fisher actually was on radio talking about his position group for defensive backs. But I was, I was, I was asking myself, how many position groups is Nebraska above average at as we approach the season? Can you, can you hang with me on this? I can. I'm going to do it fast. You want to start on offense or defense? We're going to start on offense. Okay. I'm going to do it fast. I'm, I'm, this is the way I thought about it last night. Okay. Quarterback, not above average. Are you at? Okay, okay, stop then. Are you average or are you below average then? Where are you at then? I'll just say average right now. I mean, wouldn't you say Casey was average at Texas? Yes. Okay. I think the running back room, I think the running back room is above average. That has to prove it though. I think the running back room is above average. That needs to be proven. Okay. I'm not going to say the offensive line is above average. I'm not going to say the receivers are above average. No way you can do that. I think the running back room is above average. I think the tight end room would be above average if Fedoni was in the picture. Okay. 
I will not say that now. If you had Travis, Vokalek, and Fedoni together above average, no way you can say that now. One group on Nebraska's offense I think is above average, but it has to prove it. So you could say they have no groups that are above average. I think they have one, but it has to prove it. I, I, I would say that running backs are average just because I haven't seen it yet. I think there's some thought in the program. I don't think this. I know this, that Anthony Grant will only be here for one season because he'll be off to the NFL. Well, that'd be nice. Defense. Okay. Above average outside linebackers. We're talking about O'Shawn Mathis, Garrett Nelson, okay. and Caleb Tanner. Okay, go with with good depth, Jamari Butler, Blaze Gunnerson. Uh, oh, my man, I'm missing somebody in there. I don't think so. Above average, depth helps it. <clears throat> inside linebackers, excuse me, inside linebackers, I'd like to say are above average, but they both have to stay healthy for that to happen. They ha- Nick Henrich did stay healthy all of last season. Um, Reimer wasn't healthy all of last season. They've both been banged up. I'm not going to say above average until they can play a full season together, and then I think they so might be average. above. Yeah. Right now, yeah. That was inside linebacker? Just Potential to be above average, yes. Right on the cusp of above average. Okay. Outside linebackers above average, yep, in my I opinion. O'Shawn Mathis proven at the at that I'm not saying edge we'll just call him edge Garrett Nelson proven and rising Caleb Tanner I think he's about ready to bust out Jamari Butler a long time Jamari you. Butler is a is a guy that can play that he's just a young guy I think Gunnarsson can play they're just young guys that aren't going to be asked to play a lot I don't think defensive backfield corner the line not above average. Okay, average. I'm just making. I'm yeah, yeah. Okay, defensive backs, corners, mm. above average. Oh, it's close though. I just think mm. that. Yeah, I'd probably go average with them, mm. but, but not. That's not. I'm not trying to criticize them. I don't. I can't just go above average right now. Corner. I look at a lot like running back. I think it. I think they're above average, but they got to prove it. That's why I go average then. Right. Newsom is is Newsom is clearly on an upward trajectory. Newsom is clearly on an upward trajectory to being an NFL corner, but but again, you have to see it now over a, a whole season. You saw it at the end of last season. Tommy Hill, loads of potential as we just covered. Freak, freaky, as Fisher said. <laughs> Do you say it like that? He's freaky. Um, he didn't say it that way, but he said he's a freak. Yeah. Travis Fisher says he's a freak. NFL player if he doesn't mess it up is what he said. Travis Fisher said of Tommy Hill, he's an NFL player if he doesn't mess it up. That's above average, but he's got to prove it. Right. Uh, safeties, I can't say they're – I just got to say they're average right now. Okay. Deep position, they got to prove it, though. So we're saying special teams. I come on. I mean, what do you want me to do? Go below average or average? Well, I mean, there's no way above average. Yeah, there's no way that you can say above average right now. So go average. So we're saying on Nebraska right now, Mm -hmm. there's one position group that you can say is above average. 
I would say, unequivocally above average. That's the outside linebackers. I think the running backs, in my opinion, will show that they're above average, but they have to show it. I, I would put them at average. Okay, that's fair. Is there, but is there anybody – okay, so we put average in all these, but the above average for one, for outside linebackers, yes. is, there, is there any position group you think they're below average in? Oh, that's a good question. Because you got to – Well, the offensive out. line has been below, below average. All right, below average. I mean, the offensive line, you can't say – has been anything but below average, and even those guys would probably tell. That's you that. probably where you. I mean, you could put special teams. I mean, with the with the hope that Bill Bush changes that, but they were below average last year and well below average, right? Yeah. So you could put right now below average with the hopes that things change with the new kicker, with the new punter, with maybe new return guys there. We Wide said, receivers are. A, yeah, I'm saying you, you average, average Gus. Yep, yeah, average. Gus average. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, there's no way you can say above, above average. average. No way. No way. I mean, you're counting on Trey Palmer to be your dude, and he had 30 catches at LSU. I mean, 30's good, but that's not – he's not setting so a world on fire. three per game. He's not setting a world on fire at LSU. And that's, that's your guy. Um, that's your guy. Now, again, if they had Fedoni, the tight end room, the tight end pairing of Vokalek and Fedoni would be above average. They don't have Fedoni. I don't know if they'll have Fedoni at all. It's possible it's a late season. He arrives on the scene late in the season in a limited role. That's about as best as you can hope for, I think. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder. When you look at this, I, I'm with you. It's hard to really – the only one that's above average is probably outside linebackers. And I, I know you want to put running backs there, but we just haven't seen it. They, they might – maybe by – Midway through the season, you can finally say, hey, they're, they're above average. There but are, right now, you can't say that. There are people that will try to tell you that the quarterback position with Casey Thompson is above average. I just don't know how you can I do, do that. Average. It's average. Yeah, I don't know how it's you could average. say Casey's above average at 5-5 five and five at Texas. Right? That was his record. 5-5. Five and five. Or was yep. it 4-5? and five. It was one of the two. 5-5 five and five or 4-5. and five. Numbers were good. But are you, is anybody on the text line saying, hey, Casey Thompson – is above average sip? I don't think you can I say that right so. now. And I, I, I would ask you, if you think that, then why would you say that? If, if you believe that out there, that Casey Thompson is a, an above average quarterback. If he was above average, would he be here? That's I, a good I, question. I don't, I don't think so. Wouldn't he be starting at Texas? Probably still be at Texas. Yeah. So right now, I mean, from the sound of it, it's, a, it's an extremely average team. That's why we all are talking about six and six, seven and five being the goal. Now I can I can see I can I know how people think right now. They're saying you guys are you don't know what you're talking about on Casey Thompson. If he was above you're saying if he was above average, he'd still be at Texas. Yeah, I think he might be. If he if he was the starter, if if Sark identified him, Steve Sarkeesian, as the starter, that. Casey Thompson played well enough last year to stamp himself as the starter or the favorite going into this year, would he still be at Texas? I'd say there's a pretty good chance he would be. He didn't do enough. Maybe it's because he didn't fit the offense exactly right. But I don't know. What's the offense? It's not that. I mean, why can't he fit that offense? Why can't he fit Sark's offense? I just think if he were clearly above average – I don't think he'd be at Nebraska right now. Now, he can move to above average, though, right? Yeah, he can. Yeah, A lot of these guys can. Yeah. Right? But we're, we're talking about right now the expectation, our preview of what you believe for the position groups, and there's a lot of average there. One, but there's not a lot of below average. Offensive line's below average. Pretty much. And and, and, as, and until we see the results, I, 
I fully trust in Bill Bush, but until we see the results of the changes, I'm going special teams right now, today, is below average until it comes on the field. Okay. Offensive line, below average. Special teams, below yep. average. That's why you're hesitant to pick any more than seven wins. Correct. This is pretty it telling. all makes sense. It's pretty telling. If you were above average in four of these positions, you'd say, okay. Nine, ten. Eight, eight nine, ten. But – I think we're being realistic. We're not even we're not drinking Kool Aid and saying Nebraska is a pretty average football team. Like no one wants to admit that that you're just average. But Nebraska is probably just an average team. Well, that's well, that some would would say. Wait a second, three and nine is not average. So my question would be this: if if Nebraska were to somehow break out this year and get to nine wins, break out, or ten, with, or ten. With, with the gettable schedule. My, my my neighbor said he has friends throwing around ten uh, of these ones ten. of. Well, that's a Kool-Aid drinking neighbor there. Of these positions that we list as average, which which ones are the most likely in that scenario or the ones that are on the fringe to become above average? Corner. Okay, I agree with that. Tommy Hill. Quint Newsom. Newsom and Braxton Clark. I think, they, I think they have the potential. Well, think about it. I think there's two. I believe there's two NFL corners right now that they will be NFL corners. That's above average. Real way yeah, above. Oh, that. yeah, absolutely. I believe Fisher when he says Tommy Hill will be an NFL corner as long as he doesn't mess it up. I sincerely believe that about Quentin Newsom. I think you have two NFL corners. We'll see on Braxton Clark, but I'll tell you one thing: if Braxton Clark walked in here, six foot four, I don't know what the hell is he. Let me see. Six two, six, six three. I thought. I don't have it. I'll, I'll pull it up for you here. But if he walked in, he, you'd say, that's a Division One corner. That's a big old corner. That's a corner. That's a six big. Three. Six foot three corner. That's a big corner. The milkman says, if Tommy Hill is above average, why did he transfer? Mm. Was there a better opportunity than Arizona State for Nebraska? Yeah. Well, why did he transfer? They're about, the NCAA's coming down there. Yeah. There's some problems coming. They're the in, yeah. The Sun Devils have a 25-18 and 18 record under Herm Edwards, but there's trouble. There's trouble at Arizona State. They're in trouble. Uh, that, that's why there's a five attached to his name yeah, in yeah, Dennis right Dodd's hot, Frost yeah, there's, the hot seat. There's two head coaches in Power 5 football that have a five hot seat projection next to him. Herm Edwards is one of them. Now, the text would say, well, who's the other one? Why is he here? The NCAA is not bearing down on Nebraska. They already did. But it was minor infractions. <laughs> minor infractions. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Walter says, 6-6 six and six is not the goal and never will be. That mentality is for Kansas football. I don't, no one's, well, we're not saying it is. We're trying to assess the roster right now and the position groups, Walter. And, I, I, again, if you look at what we had just gone through, I don't know how you can argue against what we had said for those groups. There's a lot of average on the team. There's a little below average, a little above average, and there's but some, mostly overall average. And there's some that are we're waiting to see if they can prove to be above average. That, those are the most interesting ones. To and me. that's the ones that can lead you to eight, nine, ten wins if yeah. they if they if more than one pops if, up. If there. If Anthony Grant is as good as I think he is, and Jacques Yant is as good as he, I think he is, and Gabe Irvin is as good as I think he is. And Ramir Johnson takes his game to another level, and AJ Allen proves to be 
worthy of his recruiting hype, as does Emmett Johnson. You're cooking with gas in the running back room there. You are. I mean, that room, I think it's good. I think they're in a good position. Now, now I'll tell you one thing, though, right now, Jake, we don't talk about stuff like this very often, but Brian Applewhite has a challenge in that room because only one guy – you're not, they're not, there's only one ball. And, and Ron Brown used to tell me all the time, when they were going good as a program, it was not easy I'm in the sure running. Wasn't. It wasn't easy in the running back room keeping those guys happy. There's drama. There's a lot of talent there. When you're winning, the drama doesn't surface. Yeah. And there was no transfer portal. Okay? Now, you got to keep those guys happy. That's not going to be easy. A.J. Allen didn't come here to sit the bench. But right now, A.J. Allen, I don't know. Is he, got, is he getting the ball? Doesn't appear so this year. Right. But there's a transfer portal, Jake. I know. We're very aware of that. Byron wants to say that the quarterbacks are above average. This is why. He says Thompson led the Big 12 in passing touchdowns, which is interesting. And he says Whipple's system when three quarterbacks have all started. Wake up, Sip. They're above average. No, I mean, no. come on. Come on. Smothers started one game. Purdy started one game. One game. Thompson started, obviously started several. I think they all have potential to be above average. Right. Casey Thompson had 24 touchdown passes, nine interceptions at Texas. Okay, that's good. They were an average team. And he was, he was, they went and got other quarter, another quarterback, Quinn Ewers. Right? Yes, they did. With Arch Manning coming in the future. Arch too. Manning. On his way. Yeah. There. Okay, thank you for all the text there. For a, lot, a lot of response today. I like that. I like that topic. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, I just thought about that. I'm glad that Travis Fisher actually – I didn't know he was going to talk last night. Now it actually set me up for success. Every night there's a coach on now. Well, thank you. There'll be another one tonight. You know who's on tonight? I don't know. Maybe we can find it out. By the way, the countdown to Ireland is at 42 days right now. 42 days. Sponsored by McKinney's Irish Pub at – Eighth and P. I would say this for today's Irish tidbit or fact. Tidbit. Or idea. I mean, I'm not bringing my golf clubs to Scotland or Ireland, and I'm considering that I should, but I'm only going to play golf one time. I think if you make a trip to Ireland, if you're even the slightest golfer at all, like, a, I don't know, a 15 handicap, like not horrible, not good, you got to play golf up there. You have to play golf. I've never been, but I'm telling myself I cannot leave this trip in August coming home without having played golf at least one time in Ireland slash Scotland. It's a must. Why is it a must? Because that's I mean, it's link style golf. I mean, golf started in Scotland. That's where it started. But Ireland was obviously early in golf, too. A lot of famous old courses in Ireland. It's If you are a golfer, you're it's it's a sign of respect. For the sport where it was, you know, we kind of got going early on. When you think of Irish golf greats, who comes to mind first? Well, Rory McIlroy. Okay. Padraig Harrington. Okay. Darren Clark is okay. a great Irish golfer. Okay. Um, Graham McDowell was good for a long, for a period of time. Okay. And Corey, this is for Corey. Rock knowledge. You too. <laughs> U2 is Dublin-based, as is Thin Lizzy, as we covered I'm earlier. I'm still shocked by that one. I know U2. I did not know that Thin Lizzy was from Ireland. From Dublin. They don't sound like it at all. From Dublin. Yeah, I know. That one still 
blows my mind. I don't get surprised very often. You know that. That's big. Lee Sterling Paramount Sports is next on Early Break on the Ticket.